This is Wendy Whalen. Welcome to New Combinations. This conversation was originally recorded in January of 2020 with Alexei Ratmansky about his new ballet, Voices. The ballet Voices is returning to our repertory this season, which I'm thrilled about. It's become one of my very favorite ballets. And I'm very excited to say that Alexei Ratmansky has recently been appointed our artist in residence at New York City Ballet, a position he will begin in August of 2023. So please enjoy this interview. Hi, this is Wendy Whalen. Thank you for joining us on New Combinations. Well, I'm sitting here with Alexei Ratmansky, and uh, we're discussing his his art, his new work in particular with the New York City Ballet, which premieres on January 30th. So my first question is... Hi, Wendy. Hi, Alexei. <laughs> we're so glad you're here with us. I'm glad to be here. When and how did you start dancing as a child? Oh, that far back. That far back, yeah. Uh, I know it's a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to answer. I think I've been dancing when I heard the music. How That's, old were you when um, you started to actually before, practice, train? Oh, training yeah. started at 10. Oh, okay. Right. So um, I did gymnastic and, and music before. Okay. Uh, my father is gymnast. Okay. And um, here we go. Here yeah. comes the secret. And I had I had about four years of music before ballet school. Was that the piano? Uh, piano, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, one of my questions was, do you play an instrument? I do. Do you still play? Uh, not really. But, but you have music in your blood. Uh, I don't know. I I learn how to play, and uh, we also had uh, piano at the ballet school. Okay. For eight years. And you so read was, every I, score that you choreograph. I do. Well, I can't sight read, but uh, yeah, I uh, I use scores when I choreograph. Okay. Sometimes, no, uh, not always, actually. Ah. Thinking of the last piece of the, you know, this this, this new one. one. Yeah, the new one. I took it from years, years. Yeah. Yeah. No score. Okay, I wanted you to describe, you might not like this question, but how would you describe yourself as a dancer? What did you love to dance and perform as, okay. a, as a professional? Um, I don't think I've, I uh, fit well into Soviet heroic repertory, okay. which was like a main thing, you know, mm-hmm. the Bolshoi Spartacus and stuff. And you joined the Bolshoi? No. No. Where no, did you I, dance for first? Uh, my first company was Kiev, Ukraine, okay. Ukrainian National Ballet. Is that uh, where you're from? Uh, I was born in, in St. Petersburg, Leningrad at oh, that time. Okay. Uh, but uh, I grew up in Kiev, Ukraine. Okay. My parents lived there. Okay. So I think as soon as we started to see some Western ballet, companies on tour. It was mm-hmm. mid-80s, I think, mm-hmm. the, you know, the fall of uh, Soviet um, mm-hmm. regime, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, VHS tapes. And <gasps> I realized that that's the repertory I want to do. Wow. What was what were some of the first ballets that you saw that you... Um, that cracked uh, Balanchine's Prodigal Son and Apollo. Uh-huh. I saw some Ballerus uh, productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some some Kranka, I think Stuttgart Ballet was on tour. Bejar was very popular at mm-hmm. the time. 
Um, so, did you like the modern sensibility of some of these, most of these works? Well, I knew that there is something that we uh, didn't learn in school. We, mm-hmm. I had an extraordinary school. Mm-hmm. My teachers were fantastic, mm-hmm. and um, we were prepared to do all the classics. Mm-hmm. But uh, Balanchine Ballets were not in the rep of mm-hmm. any. Any Russian companies. Uh, so my first six years in Kiev, I think, I was given solist role and principal roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, were you a trickster? No, I couldn't. <laughs> you were romantic. Uh, Jumper. Also Turner. not. No, I think I. Mover. Uh, it's, it's hard to remember. It was like another <laughs> life. But I yeah. loved doing class. I absolutely uh-huh. loved that. I loved yeah. the the uh, you know extending the lines yeah. and seeing geometry of the, mo- the of the movements. So and I, I saw endless possibilities there. Sending so, energy into different right, areas. Right. Right. And and perfecting the uh, the classical shapes, mm-hmm. looking at it at the mirror. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, feeling it in the space. That was, I actually loved it more than than performing thing. Me too. Yeah. I always did too. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Um, yeah, uh, process. So I was not given like donkey or, or Bayadere or Corsair because I didn't have this tricks. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I could do four or five pirouettes, but not not more. And then always that's, had to be captured. That's pretty good, I think. Though. Uh, you know, it's not exciting. Eight or ten. Eight is or exciting. ten. Oh yeah, yeah Misha four. was happening, and yeah, all that right, stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but the audience always loved that. At some point, it just felt I need new repertoire because I, I'm gonna just stay in this, you know, yeah. rap for forever if I stay. So where'd you go? Uh, Canada. National Ballet, Winnipeg. No, Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. Then Denmark. Uh huh. And you got new rep. Did you do Balanchine? Yeah. What did you do? Which ballets? Um, well, f- my first experience with Balanchine was um, Apollo, I think. Oh. With no f- uh, Balanchine Foundation permission. Oh, stolen Apollo. Sta- it was staged in Kiev, right? Wow. Okay. And I loved, loved, loved rehearsing mm-hmm. it and, and mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mentor was Valery Koftun, a beautiful dancer, mm-hmm. and he was a Balanchine fan, and he oh. was, like, staging it. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> right. From And then love. I learned, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- yeah. F- f- yeah, just learning it from the tapes, I think. Yeah. Peter Martin's tape, that was uh-huh. a popular one. <laughs> and cool. and Baryshnikov, of course. And then Tarantella, I learned for one of the competitions. I took uh, a part in. And I, loved I could see you in that ballet. Oh, turn tell I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. I mean, that was what I I could do. I think. Yeah. I had a, a fast takeoff. Yeah. And could move in a space. Well. Did you do square dance? I did square dance. In I bet your solo run. was. Loved it. I bet. Yeah. yeah, that I learned from Vicky Simon uh-huh. in Winnipeg already, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Chaipa and Allegro. Um, what else? In Denmark, I did Rubis. I did Symphony C. Which movement? Uh, third. Uh, in Symphony C, yeah. first? first, third, and fourth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. wow. And I lo- and I rehearsed the second, but I didn't wow. perform it. Wow. Yeah. I think the first movement was my favorite. Yeah. To to dance. Did you choreograph? Rubis. Oh, Rubis, the yeah. best, right? Mm-hmm. So fun. Did you always have this choreographic desire yes. in you? Yes. Yes, I think always. so. Always. Yeah. Uh, what do you think and, that and is? And got stronger when I realized that I am not a, a star of. Even my class, I had Malakhov mm-hmm. in class. Uh-huh. So, you know. Vladimir Malakhov. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an amazing physical abilities, absolutely yeah. amazing. So, 
looking at him, holding his leg up there yeah. with no effort, yeah. you know, and all the, uh, and these lines. I was like, mm, mm. what should I do? <laughs> and no one was choreographing. Like choreographing was not in fashion in Russia at the uh, Bolshoi school. Where you... Bolshoi school, yeah. yeah. No one was expecting new choreography mm-hmm. because there were some established, mm-hmm. you know, big monster choreographers like Grigorovich, like. But uh, and you some kind others. of broke a, broke down a ceiling there for new choreography. I think in the nineties, when my little pieces started to be seen in like galas, uh, first I danced it myself with Tatiana, uh-huh. and then a wife at that time, not uh-huh. wife yet, but. Uh-huh. Uh, to be yes best girl <laughs> and then some yeah. some 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 uh, soloists um, asked me to to choreograph little pieces for them. in Denmark so, no it was in still Canada. still Kiev still Kiev, Kiev okay. yeah yeah before I left to the west so uh, when I started to choreograph there was no competition around there was uh-huh. so few of us doing new new yeah. things and uh, we got a lot of support I I got a lot of support from from critics and from what were you what were you drawn to music wise then or style wise or what was p- coming I think out I was, of you I think I was imitating a lot Okay um of course Balanchine and um That's uh, how you learn the best Yeah Yeah also I loved Pierre Lacotte mm-hmm. I loved Moiseyev mm-hmm. I loved Nureyev mm-hmm. Uh, I discovered Messine, Nijinska. There was, you know, they were not in Europe as well in, in Russia. So uh, and and more and more and more. So uh, there was so Is this many. This all VHS. All VHS. Yeah, I would spend wow. nights, you know, watching uh, videos, watching uh, or making copies. Uh, oh, especially we were like Kiev Valley would go on tour to Japan mm-hmm. every second mm-hmm. year. And we had friends there, made friends who would bring uh, VHS machines to our hotel and we would just watch night after night, you know. It was an edu- another, yeah, another <laughs> education. I love this. <laughs> when do you feel like you started to get really either noticed or focused on choreographing? And thinking, mm, I really, I really have something here, or I really want to dive in deeper. Or I was, I was passionate about the music. Mm-hmm. I made a list of the music I want to choreograph. Oh. I still use that list. Oh wow! All, all, almost all of it is crossed now, so I need to look for new stuff. Speaking of this new piece that you've made on us, when you proposed this music to us, we were all like. What? <laughs> this <laughs> was unexpected. But I'll tell you the story. Okay. So my son, Vasily, who is uh, uh, 21 years old, yeah. he's a student. He studies music composition at Manhattan School of Music. So I was like, Vasily, give me some ideas. Yeah. I want new music. Yeah. And um, he said, listen listen to that, Peter Oblinger. Uh-huh. And what did you think when you first heard I it? I thought, I can use it. I liked it. Wow. I liked it. But it's not something that I would usually consider a danceable music. Right. That I would look, I wouldn't look in that direction, you know. Yeah. So I felt it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And um, City Ballet would be a, a, a good place to challenge myself. Yeah. Because, you know, because of the support of the dancers and the atmosphere in the studio and mm-hmm. uh, their um, readiness to just jump into anything. Yeah. I was going to say, you've, you've worked... You've made work on New York City Ballet for the past 15 years. What has changed in you when you come to work at New York City Ballet? What has developed 
in how you approach New York City Ballet and its dancers? I think the first couple of times there was a big desire to impress uh-huh. <laughs> because uh, the dancer at City Ballet impressed me so much. Mm-hmm. First time seeing City Ballet, uh, it was early 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. I was already in Canada, and I would I would go through New York in the summer, back mm-hmm. home, you know, mm-hmm. on vacation, and see a couple of performances mm-hmm. and um, see what's going on. See what's going on. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. And uh, then uh. when when Peter uh, Peter Martins invited me to to choreograph a ballet, of course I was thinking, well, finally. Wendy can be a. I remember a you invi- in my piece. I was invited to be in the piece, which was the first time I'd ever been invited. I was always like, "You're going to be in this," but you. How did that happen? You had. I was. Someone said Alexei would like to know if you would like to be in his piece. So I was like, "Well, this is the most polite choreographer <laughs> I've ever worked with in my life," and I was like, "Um, okay." <laughs> Sure, let's try. Let's try. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's because it just uh, I had such a respect uh, for the and admiration mm-hmm. for you. Oh, for you as a dancer. Thanks, Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, you know, I didn't know much about you at first, and you gave me some steps that challenged me a lot. I did. Uh, yeah, and you had me sort of bringing in a character, which I was never really asked to do so I was you were putting me in a very new position and Mm. I was a little less nervous and scared and unsure and I kind of was like I don't know if I'm right but then I saw is it it true it's so true and then I saw I never sensed that oh I was like I I just don't know if I'm if I'm gonna be if it's gonna work for me and for him I just didn't know if it was a good fit at first but then I saw what you made for Jennifer Ringer and some other dancers in this is in Russian seasons. Yeah. And I thought, don't let go of this ballet because this guy is amazing. Oh, thank and you. And I thought But I, I, I never I never sensed that you weren't out. I was in doubt. Oh yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. But then after I saw what you were about mm. uh, from somebody else who who really could embody what you were doing? I thought, oh, this is if you can get get what this guy wants, then you'll be very lucky, and and it'll be a real gift to be oh, in this d- piece. Oh, you did much more than I <laughs> would ever, you know, imagine. But, you did so beautiful. Well, I wondered what what is it about New York City Ballet that's different than other companies? You make work all over the world uh, with every great ballet company that there is, and what is it when you're when you know you're coming to New York City Ballet, how do you prepare what you're going to plan or think about? And what do you, where do you look for the strength for your work? Mm. I think it's a unique uh, Balanchine's repertory, mm-hmm. the language of his, mm-hmm. the complexity of mm-hmm. his classical coordination uh-huh. that give, give the, the dancer of City Ballet uh, such beautiful tool, you know, okay. when, they, when they're in the studio. Yeah. I think there's some kind of innate, more musical quality, an understanding of musically that's right. different. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are there are a few companies in the world, I think, who have very specific way of doing things. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. Marinsky, the Bolshoi, Royal Danish, Paris Opera, of course, mm-hmm. Royal Ballet, mm-hmm. uh, Cubans. Mm-hmm. 
its inherited uh, mm -hmm. tradition and its repertory, its uh, uh, um, ethics, mm -hmm. work ethics in the studio and stuff. Mm -hmm. Very, very different, mm -hmm. you know. So these dancers, I feel, and Sitibala is, is a very bright ex example. Mm -hmm. They shape the movement right away. Mm -hmm. And um, you can you can choose different options. You can fight it. You can you can like try really to change it, or you can, as I did, I think, enjoy it and admire it, and just uh, you know, add a little something here and there. But mm -hmm. most of the time, just taking from the dancers. Mm -hmm. I think city ballet dancers are very very quick. Mm -hmm. Like any com complex counts, or uh, they just figure. It out by themselves easily. It makes the process much faster, actually. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm assuming that there's an authenticity in, involved that you appreciate, which I think Balanchine appreciated in the dancers that it's really they're bringing themselves mm -hmm. to the work and not trying to be something right, right. other yeah. than who they really are. Sometimes it's amusing to, uh, you know, uh, have. Uh, so to speak, a, a blank canvas, and you can shape like really every asset of of, of the movement. But yeah. but most of the times, you uh, you you don't want to block the the will or imagination of the person in front of you. You want to encourage that. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I think it's one of the strengths of mm -hmm. city ballet dancers. They they are themselves. Mm -hmm. And they would shape your your steps mm -hmm. according to their own ideas. And I think also just the way you are in the studio, in my experience, and how people, your reputation is that you're, you're so gentle and kind. And you have a very soft-spoken quality, but very clear, very focused and direct. But you have so much respect. And the dancers respect you so much. And then you allowing them... There's just this fueling of both sides, I think. Mm. So we're always grateful to have you in the studio because I really, I actually really feel the growth of the dancers that you get to work with happen. No, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And they are always um, mm. in a really nice place when you're around. And they get very excited and, ch and very challenged and happy about this, these challenges. So it's, it's great. So tell me about this music and... What is this piece about, and why did you choose it? And I know there's text involved mm -hmm. in the work, and does the text play a part in your it, creativity? Or? Yes, yes and no, mm. because uh, some of it in, in the language that I don't know, uh -huh. I try to figure out what's, you know, the general idea of what they speak in, in Japanese or Persian. So this, this piece, is it is it five... Pieces of text. Five yeah, it's five. It's five. It's uh, I think it's five solos, five and uh, and the sixth one is uh, the whole company together. Okay, it's, it's and it's all women. It's all women. It's, it's a woman speaking right. in each solo. Correct. So it's women's Correct. voices. It's women's voices. The music that, or the, the, it's a, the project of Peter Ablinger, includes much more personage and uh, and voices, and of course male and of different times, of different uh, countries. So when I decided that I'm going to use it, I had to find a structure. Yeah. And um, I couldn't find a, a, a good enough balance between men and women. Mm. So. 
You chose five of the female. I, I did because also I had more ladies that I wanted to work with, mm -hmm. dancers and, mm -hmm. and men, mm -hmm. the group. The music imitates the sound of the voice. Oh, okay. So there is a very interesting uh, contrapuntal mm -hmm. quality there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to work all together at the end, you know, but mm -hmm. it's, it's very but interesting. But it's just a fact. solo piano yes. playing over the voice right, right, right. of the woman. So we have the voice as a, and music, almost like a musical instrument. Yeah. And then there is a meaning of what she's saying. Mm -hmm. If you don't, sometimes, uh, and I found it uh, in the rehearsals that uh, the dancers don't, don't hear it right mm -hmm. away because th there is a music there as well mm -hmm. so if you want to really understand what she is saying you'll need to concentrate on the sound and you might lose a little bit of what is going on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there are many layers there mm -hmm. and uh, uh, if, if you if you desire you can concentrate on one of it mm -hmm. or just take everything all together and uh, as I said uh, I have no idea how it's gonna end up what's you know what's the, what's the balance of it so or they can come and see the ballet six times <laughs> and one time they can concentrate on the text one right. time on the music and one time on the choreography well <laughs> yeah they will deserve some beer you know yeah <laughs> if they're that patient so it's five couples five women and right five so gentlemen. men basically have no voices there mm -hmm. and i finished with many principal men mm -hmm. doing very little mm -hmm. so i fell that I have to give them. Uh, yeah, apologize for that. So, <laughs> um, I, recently I was thinking that I can reverse the whole thing and do maybe a sequel with men having voices and ladies supporting them. That's very possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we talked about that. I love that, that idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was wondering, you don't. You don't particularly seem like a political-minded person, or overtly so, but do you feel in this day that politics sort of maybe finds its way into your work? Well, does it? you, you can't close the door and you can't uh, ignore what's going on. Yeah. What's going on is very, very depressing, mm -hmm. and it's... Uh, it's hard to see any any uh, hope for um, good developments. So, so we have our art to get into and dive into. It does not feed the. It doesn't feed directly. Yeah, yeah. But it, it doesn't seem like that either. But at the same time, I feel very um, inspired by this choice of these female voices. Right. Generally speaking, no, mm -hmm. uh, going back to politics, I don't think I'm informed enough mm -hmm. or, you know, have a, a, a clear idea, uh, a judgment of yeah. what's going on yeah. to comment. Right. So, yeah, what's feeling. going on yeah. is, ref uh, of course, like with, with Ukraine and Russia, uh, well, um, a couple of ballets I did was Ukrainian themed, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in the... Naive attempt to support mm -hmm. uh, Ukraine somehow mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm, of course, on the Ukraine side mm -hmm. in this conflict. Um, on the other hand, with uh, female voices, yeah. generally speaking, I think I prefer women's technique in classical ballet. Mm -hmm. I think they have more steps. Their, mm -hmm. their choreography is um, more, div it's just uh, more textured, more, more uh -huh. diverse. 
It's really summer. interesting. The the personalities of the dancers that you've chosen uh-huh. um, are strong personalities, in my estimation. So I feel like that really adds to your work. And I'm wondering if you if you cast ballets, of course, on you know you look for a per- certain personality that that has a certain quality of person that you or or is it a tone in their dancing quality that that you look for well it's it's a, um it's intuitive process okay. i think when i prepare a new project new piece so i started with um uh, coming to the classes i saw mm-hmm. a couple of classes i wanted to see the company with a fresh eyes mm-hmm. and see who is where mm-hmm. at that point there are dancers that i uh feel very comfortable with in the studio uh, From your history of working with right, them, right, 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 yeah. and not only I love the uh, they they uh, dancing, but also I, lo- I love the personality, mm-hmm. and it, you know it inspires me. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect. On the other hand, I would gladly work with someone that I don't like personally, but whose dancing has uh, you know some sparkle or, mm-hmm. or some spice in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I... No, no, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's all different. uh, I've I've, uh, casted some some dancers that I never worked with, Mm -hmm. like uh, Teresa, Uh like Megan Lecron. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting process. uh, And we will... get to learn Yeah, like the first day in the studio, I said, like, finally. Because, Uh you know, we passed each other in the corridor many times, but I never had the chance. Or Ask Lacour, for example. Right. Then uh, seeing who is... Also, there is a list of who is available and who is not. Right. That's another thing. Right. Then um, I'm looking for, I I decided on a structure. It's going to be Uh uh, women's solo, Mm -hmm. right? So I need to make sure that they're all different. Mm -hmm. And then I try to see who can fit you know, in a particular voice, mm-hmm. whose whose look, whose way of movement mm-hmm. would fit here and there, mm-hmm. and it does not necessarily be a fit like a glove. It could be some tension there between what we hear and what, what we, we see. see. Could mm-hmm. also be interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have a title for the work yet? I think it could be called. The music is called Voices and Piano. Oh, okay. And uh, we probably use it. Just the, the voices. Okay. I think that would. That's a nice title. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't have a sense of how it sounds in English, but voices. Uh, yeah, it voices. sounds lovely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Do you have a design and costume? And yes, I'm working not the first time with a um, uh, Dutch designer, Kessel Decker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wonderful, mm-hmm. and he did. Uh, he designed Odessa. He designed mm-hmm. Shostakovich Symphony at ABT. Mm-hmm. And uh, some other ballets of mm-hmm. mine. So, um, and you have a lighting designer? Or are you working with Mark Stanley? Mark Stanley, yeah, another dear colleague. We yes. worked many times together. We just did uh, Giselle de Bosche. Oh, he was wow. wonderful. Yeah, great. There. Um, so with these people, I just trust yeah. that they will bring something that will enrich. Yeah, it's uh, nice to have a developed connection with artists that you're working with. Right. And I, and I at the beginning of the process I uh, I can't say much to them. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that they you know, they take it. Mm-hmm. They go like, "Okay, they need some cues." But they're comfortable with your process of they are, yeah. experimentation and right, right, right. Now, how do you prepare for a day in the studio? Uh-huh. And like your first day, did you come in with ideas of the steps? Yeah, I or? must do that because I don't still 
didn't learn how to improvise in the studio. That's okay. I can do. But, I know because, yeah. but I always I'm like jealous of, of the choreographers who can sleep well, sleep well at night <laughs> and have a nice breakfast and you know come into the studio and create. But I I need to have a lot of ideas in my head. Well, we now, love that you have ideas in your head. It's. It's nice that you are so prepared, honestly, for us. I'm trying to be. Sometimes it's not possible, but I'm, uh, and then I do, I do feel very frustrated if I if I come and try to you know I'll do this I'll do that. It yeah. happens, but it's not it's not a good feeling. But for me, it's important to sense and to listen to the music many times and to sense the good connection between the music and the movement, because mm -hmm. otherwise it doesn't work for me. Ah, but this time, mm -hmm. what is challenging mm -hmm. that there is not much melody to follow, yeah. and the rhythm is so complex and so you know like like uh, like words, mm -hmm. and the music is imitating that. I am forced to go against my um, sometimes to go against my habits. Uh, that's why you know what I was really looking at the work that I've seen, mm -hmm. and it and it to me it looks different for you, mm -hmm. which is exciting. And um, I feel like it's a it's a new, a budding of a new, new quality I'm, I'm, of, of you that I'm dis we'll get I'm to discovering see. I'm discovering the fact that the choreography and the music could live you know parallel lives. Yeah. So that's that's very new idea for me, and yeah. I don't think I've been like really really uh, brave, courageous. I'm I'm just touching this possibility in this piece. This particular. to me feels so, very courageous for for okay. from what I, for what I know. Courageous. Of you. Courageous. Yeah. Okay. Now I know how it's pronounced. Courageous. <laughs> yeah. This feels like a, a you've been bold here. I feel like. Um, yeah. I'm I'm so excited about this ballet. Um, I can't wait. I, I I've been able to watch a few rehearsals and and I savor every. Mm -hmm. Every minute that I get to watch in the studio, even as it's just being developed, even without you there, and today mm -hmm. I'll get to watch some more. But um, I, I really way, can't wait for the audience to see um, what you've done and for the dancers to get to experience. I'm, I'm excited, uh, and um, again, the new feeling for me is I, I don't really know. I don't have a sense of how it's going to work. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to uh, the dancers that are so supportive in the studio. That's great. There, it's all going to be beautiful. Awesome. Um, I had one other question. I, I really, mm -hmm. I love that you love history so much in the ballet and that you sort of dig very deep historically in your researching of classical work and that you really kind of are an archaeologist. I love that. And you sort yeah. of dig old ideas up and then you kind of reinvent them and make them modern. Do you I find, find a lot that? of I find a lot of inspiration in the old manuscripts. Yeah. Um, in the notated dances of nineteenth century. Yeah. I find new ideas, fresh looking movements. Yeah. And um, you know, it just gives me the sense that it's endless. Yeah. And and it's not linear progress. We some movements die out. Yeah. Or forgotten, mm -hmm. or not used for, uh, maybe not necessarily uh, organic, so to speak, mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. It just happens that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like for example, who uses a uh, Pizzi Batri nowadays in the new choreography? 
that uses one. If it's not it? like little beats. Oh yeah, little know. beats. Yeah. Yeah. Battery. Or, yeah, 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 battery, yeah. petit yeah. battery, yeah. French term. Yeah. So and and so on. Um, and I think Balanchine did that with Agon a bit, with the French court dances, sort of reinventing um, it, rhythmically and. It's just so, and it's endless. It's the caves of uh, treasures. Yeah, you know. I love that you can that you are. Uh, it just helps me. Yeah, when I when I feel I'm out of steps. <laughs> You're never <laughs> my, out of steps. My bag is empty. I just yeah. I just open the old books and and see things there that. But I also love I seeing love. from where wherever you go. There's always a, a reminiscent step or two or. That I'm like, oh, I know that step mm. from what we do. So th- there's always a, some bead of connection within your works. Uh, I so would we say, know it's you. Right, right. Yeah. I would say, I remember, uh, I, I just started to choreograph. I was in Denmark. No. Uh, Matsek, mm-hmm. a great Swedish choreographer, mm-hmm. he was in the house. And I was, um, you know, trembling voice. Uh-huh. I said, could you look at the piece I, I, I made? Then he looked at it. He gave some good suggestions. He said, look for language of your, of your own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it did stay in my mind. Um, even though I think the the classical language... I don't believe that the language of one, on one created by one person, unless you, uh, Cunningham or uh, you know Martin Graham, uh, is is rich as rich as as the vocabulary that we inherited from the past generations. Mm-hmm. So this this pool I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the, these caves of treasures, mm-hmm. uh, so many people contributed it, and and mm-hmm. we can still use it. We mm-hmm. don't need to limit ourselves to something that no one else did. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's the the reason why I'm so interested in the old stuff. Well, you make it so fresh, and it, and, it, and it's always challenging. <laughs> too, for, which is always great. Yeah, they they, they were they were strong technicians. Yeah. It's not it's not the technique develops that much. We just yeah we do it differently now. Yeah. Well, thank you for for this conversation. You, always, and I'm very excited love for for everything you. you do. I'm Thanks. Big fan. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for listening to City Ballet. To stay up to date on episode releases. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage.